and welcome to Joe's Boys, a podcast for little women, little men, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Peyton Thomas. I'm the author of the novel Both Sides Now. I'm also a writer for publications like Pitchfork, Billboard, and Vanity Fair. This is our second ever scrap bag episode. Normally on this show, we're reading through little women chapter by chapter, but I wanted to be able to take a break every five chapters or so to investigate some other element of little women. Last time we had Daniel Okrent on to chat about anti-Italian sentiment in the Victorian era and how that would have affected Laurie. Today we are investigating a subject of equal or greater import and that is pickled limes. <laughs> yes, both my co-host and I have pickled our own limes. That's the limes. And, <laughs> and we're here today for a taste test. So my extremely special guest for this culinary adventure is Dennis Lee. Dennis is a staff writer at The Takeout. He's also bylined in Chicago Magazine, The AV Club, Yahoo, and many other places. But I know Dennis first and best as the absolute lunatic <laughs> behind the newsletter Food is Stupid. Now, in a second, We'll get into what Dennis cooks for food is stupid. But first, Dennis, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. It's nice to see you. What's your relationship to Little Women? Well, right now, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I may have read it a long time ago, so like when I was in maybe junior high or even slightly younger than that, maybe. I don't remember when they start teaching it to you um, in my early 40s. So they were kind of more traditional with the literature they were teaching you back then. So I'm, I'm sure it was on the list. I read all these books, but you know, it's been a long time, which is why I think it's even funnier that I'm on the podcast with you. <laughs> Because it's sort of a subject I don't really know. You can you can say stuff to me and I'll just be like making stuff up on the spot or turning beat red. We're on a Zoom call right now, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'll hear me stammer and be like, uh, I'm just going to make up character names. <laughs> and like, yeah, Bobby G. Yeah, Bobby G is my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby G, the, the six March sister, my favorite. Um, <laughs> I'm deep in it. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I've like, I've been to the Louisa May Alcott archives. I've like held the manuscript pages in my hand, but I've also had guests on here who are reading the book for the first time for the show. And it's ideally a space that's going to welcome everyone. And there's certainly no prerequisite for the pickled lime episode. <laughs> but the second question I'm going to ask, and this is where you might start stammering, which March sister do you feel that you are? I'm going to have to play a game here and have okay. you pick for me because okay. I haven't read I haven't read it in a long time. You know what? I'm going to take this to the expert, which is BuzzFeed, and we're going to do a quick quiz. <laughs> Seven simple questions, which will reveal which little women sister you're most oh, this like. This is perfect. This is perfect. Okay. Just lightning around here. Don't overthink it. Pick a book. Macbeth, Pride and Prejudice, Little Women, Sense and Sensibility. Well, it's got to be Little Women because that's what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> what talent would you choose if you could? Art, music, writing, dancing. I'm already a writer, so I'm going to say music. Okay. And how would your friends describe you? Stylish, shy, determined, or kind? Probably kind. Okay. If you could have one wish for yourself, it would be money, love, endless childhood, or success. <laughs> endless childhood. <laughs> okay. Choose a man from little... Oh, this is an absolute shot in the dark here, but choose a man from little women. Father March, John Brooke, Professor Bear. Lori. I'll say Professor Bear because... Choose an animal. Cat, hamster, dog, no animals for me. Hamster. Hamster, okay. A another shot in the dark. Most importantly, do you think Amy should have ended up with Lori? No, Joe, yes, obviously. They do seem happy, I guess. Probably not, but I'm not bothered by it. I'd say yes, because the, that, that question exists, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. You are... <laughs> okay. 
It says you're Beth March. You are sweet, kind, and selfless. Your creativity and kind nature makes everyone feel loved and at ease. Through all of life's ups and downs, you keep a smile on your face and try to see the positive in everything you do. Which <laughs> I will take it. It could be worse. I mean, that could be like the terrible sister. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. <laughs> Beth is also, Beth is the very sweet one who takes care of battered dolls and dies very young. So. Oh, shit. Um, my thought for you, honestly, is the oldest March sister, Meg, gets married very young. And there's a prominent scene in the book where she tries to cook a meal and it just turns out disastrous. Obviously, like you can cook, but you frequently and often (laughs) make meals that are disastrous. Yes. So now I'm just going to do this for listeners (laughs) who are unfamiliar with your oeuvre, your food is stupid. I'm going to take us through your archive here. I'm just going to read the title of a post and you tell me how it turned out. Okay. Okay. Hot and Sour Patch Kids Soup. How was that? It was weird. It turned out very strangely. I had energy drink in it. It sort of screwed everything up. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know I, we, I shouldn't ask why with you. Why wouldn't you? What about cat food casserole? That one was good. Was that one shouldn't, shouldn't have been good, but it was good. I used cat food to make tuna casserole, but okay. most of the recipe was with human ingredients. The right. cat food was just a very small portion of it. So okay. it ended up being fine. I'll take your word for it. Now, next up, is running over a whole chicken with your car better than spatchcocking it? It is not. It's not? It is not. I had to scrape the chicken off our street. That is a really weird thing to have to do in the middle of the day when there are people walking around and driving by. I tried to tenderize the chicken by running over it with my Camry. It integrated itself into the pavement, and it was really gross and I regret doing it. It was also not nice for my neighbors, but I cleaned up most of it. I don't even know what to <laughs> like instant ramen in the dishwasher. Like I know that how that turned out, but um... yeah, I tried cooking these noodles in the dishwasher. Yeah. They were so cooked they turned into mush when I picked them up with the chopsticks. And then because of it, I ended up on the radio, late night Canadian yeah. radio because of you too. Yeah. You're changing my life massively every week. I feel like you're sending me something or somewhere. Just by clicking something and saying, hey, Dennis should do this. My friend Ben, friend of the pod, Ben is a radio producer and was like, let's get you one. We don't even have time. Cadbury Scotch cream eggs, Gatorade bread, s'moisters, which are like s'mores with oysters in them. Look, what? Oh my God. So today we're making pickled limes and that's not even remotely the weirdest thing you've ever cooked. So. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But I'm a little nervous, which is, which almost never happens. Yes. So I I congratulate you for getting me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you're very fearless. So Dennis, what do you know about pickled limes? So you sent me a recipe. Pickled limes are a pretty traditional food in a lot of places. When you want produce to stay, you pickle it. And limes happen to be perfectly fine. Something natural to pickling because they're full of acid already. You got a lot of Middle Eastern cultures that have pickled limes. You just eat the whole fucking thing. They're just awesome. They're awesome condiments and stuff. I don't really know the history behind them. I don't know how people use them in America. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they were a thing until apparently Little Women recipes came out. So Amy March, who is the youngest March sister, has a famous incident with pickled limes in Little Women. They sort of become the Pokemon card of her school the Tamagotchi of her school. The hot new thing is to have pickled limes. She bums a quarter off one of her sisters, comes to school with 25 pickled limes and just becomes queen bee of the playground for the day. 
until her teacher who has banned pickled limes catches her with the treasure. She's actually snitched on by another girl who okay. was excluded from the lime circle. You, you just so, said those words. Yeah, the, the teacher whacks Amy with a ruler. Amy's mom pulls her out of school. It's an absolute chaos created by the pickled limes. I had to look up the history behind pickled limes. Obviously, as you said, they are prominent feature of many non-Western cuisines. In Vietnamese cuisine, they're prominent. In Indian cuisine, you'll often serve lime pickle relish. There are various ways that they're prepared, but in 19th century New England, they were imported at the lowest import tax rate so that retailers could sell them for a penny and children would buy them on the way to school and suck on them as a treat. It was sort of a faddish orientalist wave in Victorian America. (laughs) It's weird to me thinking that that is the pinnacle of flavor. Pickled limes, I'm sure there were things they were like easier on your palate as a child because knowing kids, why would you want to go straight to some straight up acid? I'm sure there was a giant marketing push, right? It was like, ooh, exotic. It sounds like they were very cheap to make and import and very popular in this region and they get Amy into trouble. So that's the history of pickled limes. And I want to be very clear. We're going to be taste testing these live on air. Our reactions in no way reflect on the culinary traditions of any countries. <laughs> I, I pickled these limes with table salt in a Tupperware container. If they taste like shit, that's on me. <laughs> so. These are flavors that we haven't tried before. That's okay. Yes. I'm Korean. And so I have to deal with a lot of people talking about these flavors. They're gross to me or they're, you know what? Actually, these yeah. days people are much better about it. Mm -hmm. They're curious. They're like, oh, well, people eat this somewhere else. There's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that both of us don't normally keep stuff in our cupboards for a month. No, no. Yeah, the the recipe which we got from the official movie tie-in guide to the Greta Gerwig Little Women was to take the limes, cut the ends off, and then score a deep X in the limes, and then pack the X with salt And then just let them sit in the cupboard and squeeze them to let out the lime juice and then let it sit in the cupboard for a month. So So, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. What makes me nervous is that there wasn't a a quantity of salt that was actually described. All they said in the recipe was to use as much salt as possible or something like that. And you use table salt. I used kosher salt. Yeah. Not that there would be a huge difference if you're using a ton of it. Table salt has more surface area to it since it's a cube. Mm-hmm. They're tiny mm-hmm. little rocks, which means yours are probably going to be saltier than mine in some fashion. Oh boy. <laughs> There'll be a slight difference in that way. Okay. But yours change colors too, right? Yeah. I would say they're like pea soup colors. They're not that bright green. Yeah. 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 Mine are exactly the same color based yeah. off your Zoom video right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same color, but I have some liquid at the bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me too, actually. Yeah. yeah but it's not a lot of it. Yeah. The limes in the recipe that you sent me, mm-hmm. it sounded like they would be submerged in their own liquid if you yeah. pack them right. But I didn't, I must not either, must not have packed them correctly, or we used the wrong containers because you have a Tupperware. Yeah. I, I have I, a deli container. I did what I could. I, these, yeah. These are, again, if these taste bad, that is on us. We <laughs> just. <laughs> Well, being like a, a food writer who does this for stuff for a living, sometimes I'll write recipes very infrequently. But when I do, I have to remember to be very precise and yes. to tell people how much of this should you use. 
how much of that should you use or mm-hmm. what should everything look like later or just so they're not scared yeah. or they're like they want to know that they're doing stuff right because all they have is this written word this recipe didn't tell us jack this recipe, really- <laughs> this recipe is just like oh put, a, put salt in it put salt in the limes yeah. and then like leave it alone and- do not be afraid to use a lot of salt and yeah, a lot what is that? that's not even an instruction that's not that's not a culinary instruction that's like like how much is a lot of salt to you i've watched people at a diner or something for the whole shaker of salt on their eggs or whatever. I try to be careful with my salt. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to anybody. We tried our best. That's all we're saying. We tried our best yeah, to crack tra- these bad boys open. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to dig to the ones that are sitting in the juice. Yeah. I feel like those are the ones that are prepared the right way. Okay. Now, what are we smelling here? Mine smells good. Well, when I say good, it smells like floor cleaner that lime smell is really it's really strong it smells almost fake it's like that artificial lime slushy yeah 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 the oils in the skin might have come out a little bit yeah it's not a bad smell it's just different yeah it's trying it it doesn't (laughs) smell fresh but it doesn't smell bad yeah i'm not seeing like mold on these limes or anything they clearly were preserved yeah, if you see mold on them, don't eat them. I'm just going to tell you. We can joke around maybe instead. But yeah, if you're doing this at home, and I mean, why would you <laughs> if you're doing this? Yeah, no, home? that's what we're here. We're professionals. All right. <laughs> I've, I've taken out the wettest lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the safest. So we... Oh, um, God. Well, these are these are mold. I was shaking the Tupperware or like my oh. dolly container around. Well, how are you supposed to eat these? They're whole limes. Yeah, you're supposed to suck on them. So they're big. That's what Wikipedia says that New England children would suck on these. Okay, so ready. All right, one, two, three. It's actually okay. Yeah, these are fine. (laughs) Actually, mildly shocked. Yeah, I'm more than mildly shocked. What I like, I kind of want to keep. Yeah, I'm like, mm. I mean, <laughs> huh? I could, I could actually go to town on these things. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was like, I was fully prepared, just like, nope, nope, nope. But like, <laughs> this isn't okay. gross. They taste like pickles too, and not deli pickles, but like they taste like pickles. The lime is certainly coming through, and they're salty. And if you were a little Victorian child who. <laughs> Who didn't have flavor. Who didn't have flavor. I can see why you'd be all over this. Yeah. Did they eat the whole thing? There had to be a point where they threw out. I imagine you'd suck them dry and then toss the skins. The not having access to flavor in New England is so crucial, especially in the case of Louisa May Alcott, whose father was a utopian radical transcendentalist. And at one point, I've talked about this on the podcast before, took the family out to a utopian commune where- They were not allowed to eat meat or any animal products, and they weren't allowed to use spices or sugar. So if you're coming from that environment and someone hands you a pickled lime, I'm like, yeah, I mean, why not? These are good. I'm gonna, I'm actually kind of, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm actually gonna say the word good. Yeah, like, edible. This kind of screwed me up because like <laughs> five. What yours have been in for at least a week longer. But I took a little longer to mm. get to it. So yours, yours probably have more brininess or something. But I, yeah, why, why do we keep eating these? It's I like, don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I'm gonna throw my like. I thought I was gonna. Oh no, yeah, same. I don't know if I'm gonna like go to school like or like hang out. Yeah. You know, like walk onto the train eating a pickled lime, mm-hmm. wearing mm-hmm. my little. I don't know what 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 school outfit should I wear <laughs> to go to the office. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was I was definitely prepared to be like, okay, I took one nibble. Mm-hmm. They were gross. I'm tossing them, but like, no, I'll I'll. Keep no, I'm watching you. I'm watching you right now, like going back to it, and I've gone back <laughs> to mine like multiple times, and I'm actually pretty glad I have four or five more of them. And yeah, honestly, I think they would be great for cooking. Yeah, I know. I could probably use them to flavor some dinner sometime. I don't know yeah. what. They can be like a freestanding snack. You can just suck on a lime as Amy March did. You can also make them into relish. If you have limes and salt and you want a <laughs> tasty snack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would recommend this. I would actually recommend right. it. Right? Wow. Absolute culinary adventure. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was just because we don't understand. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff we don't understand. Korean people pickle all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And all it takes sometimes is just salt to preserve it. Preserve something because otherwise you're gonna end up with a lime that eventually, if you don't use it, it's gonna be a rock. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and obviously, it seems like the way that these arrived in New England was they were imported in, they were sold as a fun exotic snack, but they had to come up with all kinds of creative ways to preserve and keep things. So, well, why not? Why not? What I'm mildly concerned about is in history somebody has botched up the preservation of food. Yeah. <laughs> but for all the food that we've gotten successfully, yeah. we're, we're, we feel good after eating this lime. Yes. Somebody ate something that they thought would be good preserved in water. <laughs> like, you know, like they just they did something really dumb and didn't follow their senses. Like this smells terrible. I'm not going to eat it. It's more going to be like, no, this smells terrible, but I'm, I have to eat it. And then they're gone. They're just yeah. obliterated. Bye. You say that like we're not living in the age of life hacks that will kill you. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know? I narrowly avoid killing myself in the kitchen. Right, yeah, you you of all people would know that. Let me go get a napkin because this is, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe these were good. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really, really pleased right now. I will forever be grateful for you changing my life yet again. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this scrap bag episode. This was a good one. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really, really happy right now for multiple reasons, but yeah, it's so nice to meet you. I wish I could give you a big fat hug, but All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Sounds good. Bye. All right. This has been another episode of Joe's Boys. You can follow Dennis online at foodisstupid.substack.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Fart Sandwich. And I am Peyton Thomas, as always, your host. You can follow me online at peytonthomas.ca. You can buy my book, Both Sides Now, wherever fine books are sold. Till next time, take care. Mm-hmm.